Granger gets you, and we're here for you, and all the ones who get it done with a wide range of safety products and solutions, plus board-certified safety consultants here to answer your questions. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Man, this is a nice truck. Yeah, check this out. What? I changed it to remind me of my time at sea. Weren't you in the Air Force? Yeah, but I really love the ocean. You could save and get $200 with Navy Federal Credit Union when you refinance your auto loans from another lender, leaving you with extra to spend on other things. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Credit and collateral subject to approval. Refinance loans must be at least $5,000 to be eligible for the $200. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Incumbent Worker Training has helped thousands turn jobs into careers. The Incumbent Worker Training Program has helped us to create knowledgeable, skillful, efficient employees. The program's always been outstanding. I think over the years as engineering and skilled labor tactics advance, we end up staying on the cusp of, of new things, new training. It definitely helps our employees grow in their craft skills. Learn more at laworks.net slash IWTP. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. New Orleans Pelicans basketball is on the air. Bounce feed to Jonas. Up top, B.I. Straight away three. Good! Bucket! Bucket! Good! Ingram, hook pass, left corner, C.J. Catch and shoot three. Down for McCollum! And this is Todd Graffinini. Join John DeShazer and me as the Pelicans take on the Portland Trailblazers. Thursday at 7 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 New Orleans. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Hello, sports fans. Well, hello there. Local sports, national sports. The GCAT has got you covered. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Time to tee it up and let it fly. It's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. It is our number three. Phone lines are open if you'd like to chime in. Pelicans last night taking care of business. They did what they had to do in order to get into the play-in game. The Pelicans with a 121-109 lead. The shot clock is at 8. The game clock is at 37. Ingram top of the key, shot clock at three. Pull up the mid-range. Rattled in for B.I. Lights out in Sacramento. Uh Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Let's get stupid. Today's more than what the Camel Wednesday hump day is. It is Shock Team, the Digital Underground. Sean Payton, Caleb the Camel, letting you know you've made it to the midway point of your work week, pals. We'll take on the San Antonio Spurs. Lakers losing last night. They're done. It's over with. Their season essentially over. They will be watching the play-in game so they can make fun of it all they want. A remarkable turnaround for the Pelicans, starting 1-12. And making it to the play-in now. So they'll play the Spurs, each team with three games left. Pelicans take on Portland tomorrow at the Smoothie King Center. They're in the plane. About an hour and uh, almost almost two hours. Almost an hour and a half out. And they will be at home to end the regular season against Golden State on Sunday. Saturday they're at Memphis. Those are the three games 
that they have left. He got a one-game lead on the Spurs. Spurs winning last night at Denver, and they will take on the T-Wolves tomorrow night in Minnesota. And they also play on Saturday and Sunday. Saturday, it's Golden State. So Golden State will hit San Antonio, then come on over to New Orleans on Sunday. And on Sunday, the Spurs will take on the Dallas Mavericks. So three pretty good teams for San Antonio to face there as well. Now, how many of those other teams will be facing or playing a lot of their players? Are they resting players or not? I don't know. Look, they, they went to Denver yesterday, and Denver, they need to win as many games as they, they can as well right now. Uh, and, you know, they won 116-97. So, again, it's kind of one of those things. Take care of your business. When you're two at home, I think you host, right? So take care of your home games. Should be a fun atmosphere there at the Smoothie King Center as well. Now, Will, uh, head coach Willie Green, after the game, talked about the fact that this team was able to get into this game and why it is important that they did so. Well, it's definitely what we want, and we have a few more games left to solidify that, but um, there's work to do. We, we know that. Um, the guys were in the locker room talking about it, but it's also important, like I said, we, we you have to celebrate these moments because you just never know when you get the opportunity to do it again, and they've worked so hard to put themselves in this position, and they believe, they trust it, and um, we're all proud of them. No doubt. Uncle Earl, thank you for giving us a call here in the Sports Hangover. How are you, sir? Can I get some wings and a large beer? <laughs> Is that what you want? You ready to go? Hey, uh, Goose, I was reminiscing. Hey, uh, hey, what's going on, Goose? Hey, uh, have we found out? Is it this week or next week? Because I'm coming to see you all for lunch. Have we, have we found? we got a place yet, Goose. Uh, I am, I, I'm working on it. I promise you will know. You will know. I'll personally message hey. you. Go ahead. That would be awesome. Hey, Goose, hear me now, Hear me out. I know you're going to have pushback on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. but I know we we started out, what, 1-12 and 12 and then 5 and whatever it was after that. To, to me, it seems like if we don't get past this, this playing game, everything that took, I mean, and, and it took a lot, injury, I mean, everything. Right. It seems, even though it's a huge success, to me it would be, Man, such a such a uh, a disappointment to to not finish it. You know what I'm saying, Goose? To not get to that next get in the playoffs. It, it, am I kind of off basis about that a little bit? I mean, for everything that it took and not to finish for the first couple of games we got left to get in to get in the playoffs, it seems like it would be a even though a successful a positive run. It seemed like it would be a, a, a letdown, huh? A little bit because them guys are pushed very hard to where we at right now. No, you know? I, I look, I, I know what you're saying in that you you want them to continue. You don't want the season to come to a close. But no, I, I don't think it. Again, I think it's success already. I mean, you, right. you, it's been a successful thing, and if you get to host a play in game, that's successful. I mean, it, those fans for those four quarters. I, you know, are in a playoff game, and that's something that, you know, because it is. It's do or die. It's win or go home, and you're going to remember that, and that's better than not having it. Um, the I Saints have hosted, that. you know, when the Saints play, it's win or go home when they host the wild card game or the next round. So it, it's, I think it, it's a successful thing, you know, no, no, no matter how you look at it. I don't think, 
that them not advancing to the first round. I mean, they they, they got some work to do, and 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 beating two pretty good teams. Okay, it's not going to be easy to beat the Spurs. It's not going to be easy to beat the T Wolves or Clippers. And then you get to face the Phoenix Suns, who are the number one seed, who I think right now likely will win the NBA championship. So good luck on that. I mean, I just but it doesn't mean that you wouldn't enjoy that. I think everything that you do, if you play a second game, that's more experienced. And again, sort of like Schmidt brought up earlier, Uncle Earl, this is the first time that Brandon Ingram and some of these other young players, you heard Jackson Hayes mention it, that they're they're going to be in a playoff-like atmosphere, right? Because it is. It's win or go home or your season ends. And you can't replicate that. You can't mimic it to that extent. You can... You know, put 10 seconds on the shot clock. You can crank the noise like Sean does for the, to try to prepare for a loud venue or stadium, but you cannot recreate that environment at that moment in that game and on you and how you feel on that day. You have to go through it. So I think look at it I like feel this, Earl. About that. Yeah, look at it like this, Earl. Every single minute and quarter that they can play after Sunday, it's going to help them next year i agree with you. hey goose uh i still can't find that valley the app you told me what uh, something's wrong with my teeth I, I, I need to watch this game i have to go to the ballroom uh-huh. whenever we're playing to watch the game because uh, and I, I don't I, nba tv it's only showing like one game deal on i don't know what's going on with that. Well, hit me I, up I, message I, me and i'll try to help you hey hey just remember this goose years mm-hmm. ago and i'm showing my age wasn't it uh, Denver and Seattle, and they were playing the number one seed, and they were upset. I'm talking years ago. I can't. I think it was Denver and Seattle, right? And they went on to they went on to to beat the number one seed. But so you never know. I mean, let's. Well, well uh, uh, you, you never know. But I can, I can tell you this: that, that would be a monumental upset if they, if they wound up. <laughs> you got to get there first, man. You got to win two play-in games. And and those are not going to be easy, but you know it'll be fun. I guarantee you, it'll 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 be a lot of people excited. Um, come next week on Tuesday. Uh, I'm excited, or that Goose. Appreciate it, my man. Yep. You have Thank a great you. week, buddy. Appreciate it. There he goes, Earl. Let's go to Jack. Thank you for giving uh, the show a call, sir. How are you today? Hello, Jack. Hey, guys. Hey, buddy. Um, guys, I have I have a draft question, but before I get to that, um. Do you think the uh, is is the uh, is Christmas over? You know, for for the for the Pelicans, is this last pick that the, that the Lakers are giving us? Mm-hmm. Is, is that going to be it, or is there more? Oh no, there's more picks that that are into that. Um, I'll get Daniel to go through the whole list. I mean, it's a bunch of different scenarios and picks of that nature. I think others are not, you know, top ten protected and things. I know this one was. That's why. This one is, it is like a Christmas gift because you literally had to have the, the Lakers not make the playoffs for starters. And, and then, you know, other things happen for this to take place. So, but on some of those other picks that you got from them, they're not protected. So you have more picks coming. Oh, wow. Well, that, that was a good, that's turned out to be a really good deal. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. Look, <yeah. laughs> and look, get, um, about, I heard y'all talking about the draft. You know, based on, based on what you're reading about, about the NFL draft, do you think there's one player 
that that the Saints could move up to. He was talking about three, you know, mm-hmm. Ralph Morrow. He's talking about three. You think there's one player that's worth because I think it, it would take even more than those two picks to get that high. Do you, do you think there's anybody in the draft that would be worth it for the Saints to do that for? That's what I asked him, and that's what I was I was looking like. I I don't I don't see that. Do you like? Do you see a Micah Parsons or something of that nature that I would go and, and send my two to move up? I mean, I, look, I got somebody text me earlier, Derek Stingley Jr., the corner for LSU, and maybe he's an LSU fan, but I I don't. I mean, to to be a difference maker for what you need on this team, and again, look in this team, I don't need a defensive back. Um. You know, so it would have to be for me a quarterback or a receiver or an offensive tackle that just hands down makes a ton of sense. I mean, Evan Neal is the number one tackle that's available up there, and he seems to right. be in pretty much everybody's mock draft five or higher, right? So you look at the teams that are first, Detroit, they look like it's going to be Hutchinson, the Michigan guy. Um, you know, Kayvon Thibodeau, the edge rusher from Oregon, Houston needs pressure. Again, defensive lineman, trenches, is what you're probably going to see early. Um, Equanu or Neal, take your pick. The NC State tackle or the Alabama tackle. That, that seems to be the next right. two to go. So you'd have to move up to four or five in order to do that. And those are the New York Jets and Giants team picking four and five. And those fan bases will lose their ever living mind if they go all the way to 16. <laughs> You know, in nineteen, I, I I mean, Gus, I I have a service that I pay for, but sure. then also I read all the free stuff on the internet, and I, and and you just don't get. I mean, you know, there's there's surprises every year. I mean, sure, absolutely, but, but you don't just get you don't get that impression when you read when you read something that that's complex. Also, I believe that the Saints have more holes than just one. Mm-hmm. You know, if you were just trying for one player, you know, maybe you do that, but. Agreed. I, I think you know they're going to need more than that. So I, I, I don't, you know, I don't see how you know one play is going to make that difference. Um, I, I mean, agree. and as which far is as why, the, which is why Jack, I would say I'm staying at 16 and 19. I, I'm picking the best receiver available at 16. That's me. And then at 19, I'm picking the best offensive lineman or safety or whatever. I mean, it's, I but I would look at offense, you know, that can help me. Right now. I mean, that, that would be me. The top two that I would get. Right. Thanks, Gus. Yep, Bye-bye. Not a problem. Thank you, Jack. Quick break. We come back. Sean Fox. 877 in front row. We'll join us next on ESPN New Orleans. It's hot tonight. It's hot tonight. Shrimp boxes are coming. Since 1948, that's 74 years, Valerio Brothers has been in the commercial shrimping and fishing supply business. They carry a large selection of stainless steel shafts up to two and a half inches, but they can also order larger if you like. They also stock two, three, and four blade propellers up to 40 inches, a large selection of shaft coupling, single V struts, and stainless steel rudders. Now listen to this, Solario Brothers is now stocking rudder blades and rudder shafts so you can make your own rudder. Now carrying stainless steel plate pieces so you can make your own V-strut. A huge selection of stainless steel stern tubes, rudder and shaft shoes, fiberglass tubes, rudder ports, packing boxes, and dripless shaft seals. Stocking tiller arms and rubber cutlass bearings along with a big line of motor mounts. Visit Solario Brothers before the season. That's Solario Brothers, 894 Avenue A, West Wego. Visit their website at alariobros.com. Shrimp boats is a common, their sails are inside. 
Shrimp boats is a coming. There's dancing tonight. Spring is finally here. At Greg LeBlanc Toyota in Homa, we're ready with truckloads of fresh inventory arriving daily, plus fantastic deals like the all-new redesigned 2022 Toyota Tundra or the fuel-efficient class-leading MPG with Camry and Corolla. Greg LeBlanc Toyota is also giving you top dollar for your trade. Go ahead and shop the inventory online now at GregLeBlancToyota.com. These outstanding deals won't last long. Nope, Greg's got the deals. Shop South Hollywood Road Homa. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-size problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TG Health System. Hello, sports fan. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Always a pleasure when Mr. Sean Fox from up there in Funroe, Louisiana, gives us a buzz over Sports Talk 97.7, even though he did not invite me to his live remote at Hogs for the Cause. Apparently had a great time. Apparently helped raise money. Apparently did all those wonderful things other than invite me to be a part of it. But other than that, I mean, I'm glad you had a good weekend here in town. Boy, the guilt trips never stop. Home, work, mm-hmm. being a guest on somebody else's show. No. It's okay. I've got broad <laughs> shoulders. I can handle it. You're right. I'm a terrible friend. I get it. Where do you get the worst My guilt bad. trips? By me or, or, or the missus? Dude. I think we know the answer to that. <laughs> I'm I'm wrong if I'm breathing at that place. Okay, I understand that. Uh, yeah. At Fox, now, this Sports is a Talk, breeze. Yeah, it's the way to follow you over on Twitter. So I just talked with Ralph a little bit ago. Oh and he, God, he, poor he was, Ralph. Well, exactly. He was one of my concerns, and he's ecstatic. I mean, my man is sounding like he's Sean Johnson from yesterday. Where he's like, "Why can't the Saints be contenders?" So my next, you know, individual is you. You were a little nervous. You, you wanted signings. You wanted names. You wanted to feel like this team was doing stuff. Well, since you've been on our show, they've made the trade. They have two first-round picks, plenty yeah. of options, nice one-year contracts, low-risk, high-reward guys like Taco and, you know, the former Bucks safety in Justin, Justin Evans. Evans. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you know, it kind of looks like they got a plan there. Three picks in the top 50. You still got a third round pick as well. I just, you know, Sean, I, I tried to tell you to, you know, to trust no. it. I did. Well, I'm glad you're sunshine and rainbow in it, but why do we let the Badger get out of the building without signing a contract? I understand that, and I know there's a, a, a large desire to have him be a saint, and I agree. Look, I've never we, seen the fan base try to will something to happen ever like I've seen it. Right. They count me in that number. I agree. So I'm going to ask you this, though. From a football perspective, where is he fit on this team? Because even he said it yesterday, the Saints don't need me. He said that himself yesterday in an interview. I don't know if I completely buy that. I think his leadership and things like that nature. But is Chauncey Garner-Johnson sort of like what he is? Do you see him as a strong safety in maze as the free? I didn't, like, what, where do you see him on this team? Well, ideally, yes, Gus, but you, you ask the question, do they need him? Or he says they don't need him. I, I think, and I've been kind of hammering this home on my show, I think one of the reasons that the Saints defense was so good last year was because the safety play mm-hmm. certainly helped that. And I think Marcus Williams, and we, I know we always say some people will always remember the Minnesota debacle, um, but outside of that, he has been one of the best safeties in the NFL. Dare I say, since Malcolm Jenkins got there, he's been the best safety in the NFL. I think he's certainly in the mix. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's that good. Uh, you lose Malcolm Jenkins' leadership back there, and you lose arguably one of the best safeties in the league. So you can't tell me the Saints are better today defensively than they were when the season ended, because I won't believe it. Now, again, I've talked about I think you went from great to good with Marcus May. I like Marcus May. A lot. Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl potential. Uh, so I don't, I, I love that pickup, but you still have another hole back there at the safety position. Maybe it's Daniel Sorensen. Maybe it's PJ Williams. Um, Chauncey Gardner, do I think he could play it? Absolutely. But why would you want to take him away from the nickel back position where I right. think he is in the conversation mm-hmm. for the best? And then Tyron Matthew, could he be safety? Yes. But one of the things he was at LSU was, and really it, that kind of translated to the NFL, the Honey Badger nickname became because he was just all over the place True. and he took what he wanted. So yeah, I think where, where does honey badger play? Well, kind of like Taysom Hill on the other side, of the football, oh. wherever he needs to play, <laughs> wherever he needs to play. And you know what? He needs to play and he needs to get number seven from Taysom Hill. And I love him, but yes, I have, I have never, my producer, John said, are you going to cry if this doesn't happen? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, that's stupid, but I, I might, I don't think I've ever wanted something to happen. For the Saints, as much as I wanted this to happen. Okay, all right. Um, I'm all you, in. Where do you go at 16 and 19? Well, I'll tell you what I don't want, Gus. I don't want to trade up to get a quarterback. Okay. If, if a quarterback you, falls to you, sure, because you still got that other pick to go get a tackle and uh, a ta- uh, excuse me, a wide receiver. Which Lord, look. You know, you and I have talked about this a while. I would not mind if they went wide receiver, wide receiver, wide receiver with their first three picks. That's how strongly I feel about that position. Yeah, no, I hear you. You sound like Lee. Lee, Lee, Lee gave me two receivers. He liked both of them. Look, I, I, most mock drafts, I'm seeing Chris Olave. At at sixty, I I would love Chris Olave. I I think he would be. You know what? I both first guys, but I would be quite okay with Olave. I would. Um. Mm-hmm. Like, literally just give us receivers, please. <laughs> um, I think in a, in a perfect world, you come out of there with your starting left tackle and your number two wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Um, if it ends up being a quarterback in your tackle and you're watching, okay, so be it. Um, 
I, having followed this organization as long as I have and you have and a lot of your audience, when do they ever do what we want them to do? Would you be surprised if they didn't come out with a tackle in the state? I mean, a defensive tackle in the state. That's, I mean, they could come up with the Saints when you think they're going to go left sometimes. They go right. But And in, in the next time Mickey and Jeff Ireland call me for my advice, it'll be the first. Mm-hmm. But uh, in a perfect world, I think you get that receiver and you get that tackle. What about your listeners? What do they think the Saints should do? Same. Same. I think every, everybody wants to see him get the tackle. And the wide receiver, it, it has been very few people text in to say get the quarterback. And I'm I, like I, I like Pickett and I like Willis. Um, if Corral's there in the second round, I wouldn't mind it. Sam Howell, sure. But I, I believe in Jameis. Maybe we're going to end up with eggs on our face because of it. I believe in Jameis, and I just wish he'd get a chance with some weapons. So that's um, why I'm just I don't want to see the the quarterback happen just because I'm with I want to see Jameis get just give him some weapons, see what he can do. I'm with you. All right, sir. Um... Throughout our conversations, when you join us, I've had to convince you to watch the Pels. You try because sometimes first of all, flock flock up. How dare you? Flock up. (laughs) In all seriousness, though, man, uh, from the conversations I had me earlier in the year to now, I think it's a big deal. They got into the play in, and it really kind of makes me feel um, hopeful moving forward with what Willie Green can sort of do in a healthy Zion Williamson. I've never been happier happier with mediocrity in my life. But I'm, I, I'm with you. All jokes aside, I, Gus, I'm proud as hell of this team. Mm-hmm. I think everybody listening who is a fan of that basketball team needs to be proud. What, 1-12, 3-16? Brandon Ingram's missed a lot of time. Zion hasn't played a second. And you're one of the funnest teams in the NBA right now with a lot of likable guys. And um, while I might be superstitious and tune out when I feel like the team needs me to tune out, um, What's what's really kind of turned the corner for me, Gus, and how I'm viewing this franchise is um, when they beat the Lakers at home and then down 23 points. How many times have we been on the other side of that against that team Yeah, at home? Um, Then going to L.A. where you're like, okay, well, L.A. is going to win this. We talked last Friday on my show. We're going to string this out to the final week of the season, and you go in and win. And then I'm thinking last night, well, the Lakers will probably win. The, the Pelicans will lose to the Kings, and we're just going to prolong this as long as possible. And they, they continue to prove me wrong. And they're doing the opposite of what I have viewed this franchise as. And I know ultimately unless they go on this huge run, mm-hmm. they're going to end up with a losing record. But I really do hope um, they're going to feel like winners. One, that's cliched, but I, I think they should. And right. I also think – Maybe this hire is to the Pelicans what the Saints hire was in 2006. I'm not going to play the music for you. I'll I'll just I'll just give you an opportunity to go ahead and give me the letters. You know the acronym that I that I think you should say, considering that um, they won the series this weekend and yesterday. You know they beat Ole Miss again. I'm just you going you to give me those letters. Or hey, what? thank you, thank you for uh, yes. Those letters are RPI. Thank you. <laughs> Needed those RPI points after last week. Good win over the Rebels. It's it's SMTTTTT or however many to to the top seed. I mean, come on. I want some props to my Southern Miss Golden Eagles. Come on. I just said thanks for the RPI boost. And I I love the shade they threw at Ole Miss last night. 
Oh, what is it? Uh, Southern Miss by Dam on their Twitter account. Okay, yeah. I got you. I see you. They're good team. Good team. Hey, thanks to USM and Dallas Baptist for two big wins last night for Tech. And Tech beat the cake. Good night. It was a good night. It's a very good night. Are you uh, you going to come to the play-in game if they host it here? Uh, Gus, I would love to. I got a couch. Would, uh, I got a couch. Where would it be? Where, where, when would it be? It would be either Tuesday or Wednesday. Like this upcoming? Yes. Like less than a week, a week from today or six days from now. <laughs> that would be the 13th? Something like that? Okay. We may have to work this out. Let's see. 12th or 13th. Okay. I'm not, I got I to go to Disney the week after again for the fifth year in a row for competitive chief. My life you know belongs let, to the mouth. I'm, I'm going to say this. It belongs I, I, to the mouth. I'm going to say this. I um The fact that you have to do that, and I, you know, I've seen, you know, those... Those shows of the coaches and what, mm-hmm. well, that whole process. I'm not making fun of you anymore. I actually feel, I, I feel for your soul. Well, I, you I really should feel do. sorry for my pocketbook. <laughs> yeah. No, because I, listen, I know. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not anti Disney. Far from it. I yeah. like it. Uh-huh. Um, I think when you go for the first time with your child, it's, it's absolutely magical. It is. But when you go five years in a row, <laughs> It ain't so magical to you or the well, pocketbook. Well, not just that. Uh, the the road to Disney probably hadn't been cheap either, sir. So Listen, that. I've had to get credit cards <laughs> on top of credit cards to pay for credit cards only to give it to the mouth. Oh, I, I work for him these days. Poor, poor show. All you for cheerleading. All for cheerleading. Yeah. Hey, this is what we do for kids, right? Do you, like, hang out on your phone? I mean, are you actually watch and pay attention? At the cheer competition? Yeah. It's only three minutes. I got to pay attention. The rest of the time, I'm sitting there eight for eight hours trying to find a beer. <laughs> three minutes. That's it, dude. We go across the country. Oh, guys man. and women out there listening who've had ch- children cheerlead, we go across the country for three minutes. I spend thousands of dollars for three minutes of action. Of all the sports, are my child to pick. She picks yeah. the most expensive one. Yeah, she is her mother's child. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Fox, have mercy on his soul at Fox 4 Sports Talk is the way to follow you on Twitter. Have a good show today, sir. Thank you. And there he goes. <laughs> Quick break. Open phone lines. We can uh, play some Saints Sound Taco. And um, Trey Quant spoke earlier today. We'll have what I have to say. And then Scott Prather is going to join us quickly at 245. If you'd like to chime in between then, do so. 800-998-1003. Buddy's got the phone. He will say hello to you when you call. It's the Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. Just don't let me down. I'm begging you. Just don't let me down. I'm begging you. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Thinking about gas mileage? Keep your engine at its best with clean oil from Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic. Got an older vehicle? Use Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic High Mileage. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $35.99. Get what you need for better fuel efficiency at any of our 6,000 stores or on AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. At Lowe's, every pro is an MVP to us. No matter how big or small your business is, earn back when you spend, get exclusive offers, and paint rewards. It all adds up to help level up your business. Join Lowe's MVP's Pro Rewards and Partnership Program today. 
Minimum purchase required. Earnings and paint rewards awarded as Lowe's e-gift cards. Exclusions, restrictions, and more terms apply. Filed through 1231-22. See Lowe's.com slash L slash pro loyalty terms. Subject to change. U.S. only. Let's hit it. Now back to the sports hangover with Gus Kattengau. I have no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I hope she sees that soon. All right, welcome back. It is the sports hangover. Last night after the game, head coach Willie Green was asked, what kept him believing? After that 1-12 in start, he had this to say. Number one, just faith in God. Um, having an understanding that when we evaluate our lives, and, and this is for most people, um, you have to be able to go through some adversity. Um, but he's right there with us through it all. And if we continue to believe in him, continue to put our faith in him, and just stay on the right track, you know, things will work out in our favor. And I continue to tell the team that it's hard, it's difficult. Nobody wants to go through one in twelve, whatever we were. But it's made us tougher. Uh, it's made us stronger, and more importantly, it's made us more connected. I think one of the other things too that you look at what the Pels have done is uh, gotten guys to develop. Um, Jackson Hayes is absolutely one of those guys that they're not in the play, and if he didn't kind of turn around his season really and, and how his career path sort of looks, right? I mean, at the beginning of the season, we're all like, this guy you got to probably trade. He's just not going to look good. And, again, I keep referencing, I remember the week of the NBA trade deadline, we had people call and say, trade Zion, don't trade Jackson Hayes. Give you an idea of how much, you know, he's been able to change. And he was asked after the game if he ever doubted in the whole process or that they would get to this point. Mm-mm. Um, in the past three years, we've always kind of got up to a slow start. It's not something to brag about, but I mean, whenever you have a whole new team, new coaches each year, it takes some adjustment time for everyone to get used to each other, coaches, players. So, um, I mean, I wasn't really down this at all this year. I, mean, I know we started off bad, um, but I mean, I knew we were going to get it together at some point. There you go. And you know what? I'll sneak in one more bite before we get to Cajun Goat. It's always fun to hear disaster that is the Lakers as their season ended officially yesterday with the loss uh, to Phoenix. And, yes, you know, again, he wanted a legacy. He got it all right. Everyone's trying to find out where AD should be traded to. Why would you want to put your team through, a, through the misery of having somebody that played 39 games this year, 36 games last year, one of every three games he's had a DMP? Why would you want to jeopardize your franchise and all the assets you have for Anthony Davis to build a foundation on? Wow. Oh, that's when Jay Will was asked if the Knicks should trade for Anthony Davis. <laughs> there you go. You wanted a legacy? There you go. Cajun Goat, I'm sure you enjoyed that a little bit, huh? Oh, my God, Gus. I can't. The smile won't come off my face. <laughs> I can't get the smile to come off my face, Gus. Oh, I mean, there, there is. Uh, uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to start. I'm going to start with the, with the Saints. Uh, Tackling wide receiver, I don't want a quarterback. I don't need a quarterback this year. You draft if you're drafting something like that, you kind of just drafting for it to sit, and uh, that that doesn't help a team that wants to win. Mm-hmm. So that's just my take on that. But uh, back to the Pelicans because that's what we really should be talking about anyway. Those suckers, man. They you just see a different team, Gus. 
this is a game last night. I think this game last night, winning this game last night in the mm-hmm. way we won it, uh, tells a lot about how the prog- uh, the progression of this team is going. Gus, me and you would have killed Brandon Ingram for the way he shot last night in clutch time. Mm-hmm. But the difference in Brandon Ingram's game now, he is putting people in a place to cook, and and it's and it's happening. Uh, so now you're seeing coaching, you're seeing a progression where this guy's this guy's going to be elite eventually yeah. once he gets gets more consistent with his shooting. Because uh, you know he can go off one game and then just give you them twelve or fourteen points the next game, you know. But uh, I mean, he, he he just really impressed me last night with just the way he facilitated, you know. And uh, he tried to take it down in the end, but that's what makes the McCullum trade so so much of a the biggest trade we've ever had. Because whenever we need that bucket and he can't get that bucket, you got the guy to go get that bucket. Gus, I mean, this team is a really good team. And if uh, if we see the big Z come back, yeah. uh, even on temporary minutes, uh, they're going to be trouble. Because uh, let's let's be honest, they did beat Phoenix this year by 17. I know Chris Paul wasn't there, but neither was Zion. So I, I would like to see I would like to see that matchup. I think if Zion could come back before the play-in starts, get his feet under him, I, Gus, I'm telling you, this team could be dangerous. The thing is, too, Cajun Goat, that I'm excited about is, is you know, how maybe some of these pieces sort of fit moving forward and you at least have, like, the the foundation, you know, and that is that there's a coach that at least, and I know it's only been his first season, he's still got some games to go, but I think I can, he knows how to communicate with the players. And, and Cajun Goat, you heard from, you know, Andrew to Will to you name it that covers his team say it, that in Avid Ever Griffin, it, it, in today's NBA, how can you get the most out of these players? And from Brandon Ingram to, you know, sitting guys down like Garrett Temple eventually and maybe even getting the most out of Jackson Hayes who struggled at the start of the season, you know, and Trey Murphy, we're waiting for what we've seen recently at the beginning of the year, but it, it took him two thirds of the season and, you know, trusting Eventually that I need to play Herb Jones and I need to trust Herb Jones and doing those things that, that that's the hardest thing, man, to build a culture, build a locker room and get a coach that understands all of that. And that's what excites me because now you're just finding the pieces to fill in each other and let them go out there and play, you know, and, um, I'm excited to see what happens because. You know, you got a guy in CJ McCullum out there recruiting players and, and talking to people. And when you have a coach that's respected and when you have a player of CJ's caliber, that all of a sudden makes people listen. And then when you see the culture, when you see the way this team sort of plays for one another, I think at the end of the day, that, that goes a long way. I'm not saying you attract all the big name free agents or players like that, but you know what? I bring it up all the time, and you have as well. Guys like Caruso, you can't win championships without guys like him, you know, or, or, or make you a good team. you got to have your Josh Hart, your Caruso's, your players like that. This team's got three big names in Zion, Brandon Ingram, and C.J. McCollum. It's the other pieces. It's the shooting, the three-point shooting, the point guard play, the, you know, guys off the bench that can help you. Look, Kyra Lewis is set to come back next year. Remember, he is out of the year with, with a knee injury. So, when you look at everything moving forward, 
man, I'm I am excited. You know, to to, to me right now, it's all gravy. Yeah, and and I'm I'm more proud of this team, Gus, than the team, the last Pelican team that went to the playoffs. You know why? Because I see a future with this team. Mm-hmm. It's not parts and pieces. It's young guys developing, getting better, loving where they're at. So I, I mean, this team here, I'm more proud of this team than any other Pelican team we had. Right. And that's just getting in a play in. And they can say what they want about that. And another thing about Trey Murphy, Gus. This dude is bringing energy, just as much energy as Jose sometimes, with the rebounding, the the uh, the, the going to the goal, shooting the three, the confidence. I don't know where this kid jumped that confidence from, from what he was doing at the beginning of the season. Right. But can you see the difference in this game? Yep. This dude is athletic, you know? And as far as the what I'm going to send to the Laker funeral, uh, I noticed Anthony Davis crying on the bench last night after yeah, the game. Yeah, he was. Uh, I had some tissue that I used to wipe him away from the right. team. I'm going to uh-huh. send him that tissue to wipe his face with it now. That same tissue, huh? <laughs> You've kept it all along. That's really, it's really nice of you. Kept and, it all uh, time, Gus. Yeah. <sighs> to wipe them tears with, brother. Let him wipe his tears. Like I said, man, I... I what do you think happens with the Lakers next year, Gus? What do you think is going to happen? Do you think LeBron stays? Because I started seeing at the end of that Suns game last night. I just caught the end of the Suns game because I mm-hmm. love watching the Lakers lose. Yep. Uh, but at the end of the Suns game, I seen LeBron with that uh, covering my mouth like he did with Anthony Davis them whole, all those years, mm-hmm. talking to Chris Paul. Do you think he wants to go play with the Suns? I here's the thing, they don't need him. <laughs> you know, I mean, cause, yeah, I know look, don't. he's not he's not going to take he's not going to go play for ten million dollars. The guy makes forty four, forty seven, whatever it is, forty eight. So you're gonna have to pay him that. You're gonna have to first off, he's on a contract, so you have to trade for him. Are you giving up young pieces on on Phoenix team for that? Oh guy? no, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't think you do. But I think he has it in his contract that he can decide when he just wants oh, to uh, leave town too. This, this contract is, is kind of like you'll enjoy this. I Listen can to go this. tomorrow. This is David Kaplan earlier today. Uh, a possible trade partner or trade piece for LeBron James. This team is not going anywhere in the playoffs. Could they squeak out around? Depends who they play. They probably don't. They're okay with that. Deep down, they know the best is yet to come. That's why they didn't trade Patrick Williams, who's going to be a star in the league. They'll make another good move this summer. They ask you a question. What if the uh, Lakers said, you know what, we got to retool this whole thing. Hey, we'll give you LeBron James for Zach Levine. You doing it? That's a Bulls guy. What? <laughs> I mean, look, this, is, this is beautiful. Jay Williams is literally saying, if yeah. I'm the Knicks, I don't touch Anthony Davis. You got David Kaplan over here saying, nope, and may- maybe they should trade Zach Levine. Zach Levine for LeBron right now. I mean, I he, he, no, see, here's the thing. The yeah. guy's putting up the numbers, and you're seeing him do that, and you can make the arguments because he's taking more threes. I think he's averaging eight a game. It's one of the highest ones in the league, trying to chase that scoring title from Kareem and all that stuff. The, the thing is, it's all the other stuff that comes with it. If you're the current head coach, you won't be. If you're a teammate, you may not be. And it's all about him. It, it's his championship. It's his desire to win. And I just, I don't, I don't know at this point at his career if it's worth all of that, you know? Yeah, I agree with you, but it's just funny. I, I love it, Gus. Now, I, I swear I can't get enough. Oh, I, all I right, bro, y'all have a great day. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. When I'll be back on the
Ramsey's is known for three things. One. Engagement rings. Two. Diamonds. Three. Fashion. And Nola's a fashion city. Diamond hoop earrings. With diamonds on the outside. And on the inside of the hoop. One carat total weight. $2,199 with Earthmine diamonds. $1,099 with created diamonds. And we've got diamond hoops up to four carats. A three-carat diamond tennis bracelet. Just $2,199 with created diamonds. $2,999 with Earthmine diamonds. And we've got tennis bracelets up to 17 carats. Diamond Riviera necklaces are like a string of pearls. But instead of pearls... It's diamonds all the way around. You'll find eight-carat... Ten-carat... And 15-carat Riviera necklaces at Ramsey's. And as always, fantastic financing is available with approved credit. See the 2022 wish book at Ramsey's.com. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. The other day, someone said they saw a roach the size of a nutria down around Cutoff. I don't know about that, but nasty pests like roaches, termites, ants, and spiders are running wild up and down the bayou. If you got bug problems, call Terminex and the Bayou Boys, Dan and Billy Foster. They'll be there in a jiffy to protect your home or business. So whether you live up the bayou or down the bayou, Terminex is here to get rid of bugs any size. So call those Bayou Boys. They'll get you, get you Terminex tough. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Only one performance a day. Well, let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Hey, buddy. Scott just texted me. He's trying to give in a, a call. Try again real quick. See if we can sneak him in before the top of the hour here. As again, earlier today, Traquan Smith was um, a mem- uh, spoke with some of the media members earlier, and he said one of the things that, Really thought um, that he was interested and couldn't wait to see it's the impact of Michael Thomas coming back to this team and, and what it would do. Oh man, that's that's just going to be a whole another level that you know uh, nobody has seen. You know, uh, the last year and late uh, ending on the year before that, the previous year, uh, Mike Thomas is just a whole different caliber of player. And uh, when he's on the field, you you definitely can see a different type of offense. The offense moves much smoothly with him on the field. So uh, I'm excited to get him back and excited to have him in his offense again because, uh, you know, we re- really need him to be a part of the offense. So, Scott, uh, Prather joins us from ESPN at Lafayette, as he does on Wednesdays. Sir, the last several weeks I've, I've, I've tried to, I had to calm you down almost a little bit. I mean, are you a little concerned that the team wasn't doing anything? It's going to be a three-win team. And um, I told you there's a plan. There's been a trade. There's been some signings. Or, or do you still feel the same, or are you still just as concerned? I had to catch myself the other day. Now, let's set the record straight. I never said three-win team. Two-win um, team. Yeah, that's right. My, my concern <laughs> remains offense, and all they've added on offense is Andy Dalton, and they also did it in, when doing it negated a uh, future compensatory pick for Toronto. So nothing 
of what this team has done in the offense in the offseason has made any sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the trade, you know, I, I think because I was in a negative state at first, I'm like, what? Like, if you're the Eagles, you move back two spots and, you know, you get a 101st overall pick. You get a, you know, you basically swap first, you know, one this year for one next year, but then you got a second round pickup. But so, yeah, that's it worked out pretty good for him. But I, I caught myself, Gus, and I said, listen, we're all, we all rushed to, to grade trades. I'm guilty of it. You're guilty of sure. it. We all are. It, 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 they, if, if they hit on the two first round picks, it doesn't matter. But they have to hit on both. Because even if they knock one out the park but mess up the other, everyone's going to say, you know, what are you doing? You could have had the guy you took anyway. Like, even though you'll never know if they would have been available. Let's say you hit on 16 overall, right, and not 19. Well, he could have been there at 18 anyway. So you wasted this. You wasted if they nail both of those picks, I don't even care what position it is. A lot of people say, oh, quarterback, it'd be nice if it's offense. But, like, if you get two great impact players on five-year rookie deals, um, it's it's awesome. And if you don't, it's going to blow up eventually in their face. And it's as simple as that. So to, for me to rush and say, oh, this is awful, all oh, this is terrible, but – they better hit on both of those picks, Gus. Now you've got five in the first 120. You've got four in the first 98. You've got two in the first 19. There is more pressure on Jeff Ireland right now and the Saints to knock this draft out of the park than probably we've ever seen. Where would you say most of your callers are in terms of what they should do with those two picks? You know, I, I was out Tuesday because I was I was out late Monday night in Orleans. Um but uh, I had some calls this morning, and most, I mean, the, the calls in terms of what they should do, it was all offense. Mm-hmm. You know, I had one guy call in, and he was like, man, I hope they don't draft some, you know, O-line from some small school. I'm like, I, I'm fine with it if they're great, you know. Like, Ryan Ramchek gave us a Wisconsin. Go look at where he was just before that in his path. I don't care where you played. If if you're, you you need left tackle now, like, it, offense like you know we had one say i really hope it's wide receiver had another say man maybe it's a quarterback i hope it's a quarterback i just hope it's on offense gus because you have to agree with me on this last year the offense wasn't good and okay you're gonna get michael thomas back all right that's awesome you're probably gonna lose camara for you know some time to suspension probably we don't know for sure the reality is the offense was not very good last year Mm -hmm. and it has taken steps backwards in my opinion at this point so you get two offensive players with your first two picks that can come in and make an impact right away year one, that's that's desperately needed. So most of the calls, it was somewhere on the offense, right, whether it be O-line, whether it be tight end, whether it be receiver, whether it be quarterback. That's kind of where they've, they've zoned it on. Speaking with Scott Prater, ESPN Lafayette, got about two and a half minutes here before we wrap up and send it on over to Matt Moscone. And after further review, the Pels in the play-in game, uh, dude, I, I think it's a success. The Lakers – don't get in the postseason, which means now you own their draft pick, which is even more to this. Just your overall thoughts, and really, are you feeling more in your parts and with your listeners more interest in what the Pels are doing? Hundred percent. I mean, I you know I'm always interested in them, but I've been getting more calls, more feedback, more emails in the last month about the Pelicans than I have in a couple of years. Uh, or, or I should say positive emails, right? There was mm-hmm. plenty about, oh, is I leaving? Is this happening? Is that happening? But in terms of just interest in the team, interest in what's happening on the court, there is an excitement. It's palpable. Does I, I, 
you know, I want them to win the play just because it's, it's fun right now. I don't want the season to end. Mm-hmm. Watching the Lakers' demise benefit the Pelicans, watching the Pelicans start 1-12 and and 3-16 and and put themselves in the position they are now, gosh, I, I hope we have more than just four games left. I hope there's, you know, at least, you know, 8, 9, 10, because uh, it's been fun. But, but look, the future's bright, and uh, the excitement over here in Lafayette, it's palpable, man. It's real. And, and the Pelicans deserve a lot of credit for Willie Green deserves a lot of credit for getting them where they are right now. Big deal or not a big deal, that Zion's dad this week on the Jordy Collada show said, I don't know where this negativity is coming from. We love New Orleans. He loves New Orleans. All of this. I think it's a big deal because it came out of his mouth. Whether he buy, he, he's lying or he never felt that way or he's always felt that way, to hear it now, I think, I, I, if I'm a Pels fan, at least I heard it and it makes me feel better. You'd rather hear it, obviously, from Zion, but hearing it from his dad, is it a big deal or not? Got about 35 seconds. I, I, I suppose so. I mean, it's better than nothing. Uh, yeah, you'd like to hear from Zion. I mean, all you have to do is go to the microphone. It's not like he isn't allowed to talk. If he wants to talk, he can. If he wants to say something, he can. But, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's the messaging they want out there. Um, you've got a situation this summer with an extension coming up. I think he's likely going to sign it, because why wouldn't you? Uh, and it is, it is good to hear he's really close to 5 on 5, and, We'll see, man. So, yes, I'll say it's a big deal because it's the only bit of news we've had about Zion that was, you know, based on something other than innuendo in a long time. Scott Prather from ESPN Lafayette. at Scott Mimics, the way to follow over on Twitter as always, man. Appreciate the time. Thank you, buddy. You got it, brother. Thanks, Gus. And that will put a wrap on the show. Matt Muscona, after further review, is up next. We'll see you tomorrow on Thursday, Pelicans game day. They take on the Portland Trailblazers, the team. Um going to be landing here soon, so they'll be uh, ready to get going tomorrow. So looking forward to that. Thanks for tuning us in. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans.